Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Uh, welcome back to the Know Thyself Podcast. This is episode eight, and I really want to just kind of jump right in with cause and effect, and I will let Daniel Powinski here take it away. Yeah, perfect. Well, you just kind of had a great intro right there for us, because that's all we really need to do. Um, and you're right. What we're going to be really investigating today is cause and effect, and this is um, really when we're talking about these principles and how they're applicable to our own personal growth and our own personal self-study and character development, the idea of cause and effect becomes very, very important because this is one of the one of the um, aspects or uh, one of these principles that is almost mutable. So when we talk about like the law of gender or um, even like the law of rhythm or vibration, I should say, these are something that are in the environment and they're going to be, they're almost like immutable. We can't really affect the results. So we're not so much affect the results, but they're just in a constant motion. Okay. Where cause and effect works a little bit different. Cause and effect, we actually, our free will decisions actually have a huge impact on what the effect is and how that effect manifests in our reality. So cause and effect, when we're really talking about the development of the character, is really when I kind of look at it is almost like not only my favorite principle, but it's just so, so important that we understand. It's almost like the, it's just like the law of polarity that we studied last week. Um, so really what we're going to be looking at with cause and effect is that every cause has its effect and every effect has its cause. So really what we're trying to look at here is everything in reality that has manifested has manifested because of causal factors that have happened previously to it. So this is really, really important because we don't really under if we don't understand the causal factors, we really don't understand the root of whether it was a good thing or a bad thing for us. We don't understand the root essence where that actually came from. And that's really important because every action has a reaction in our environment. Um, and it's one of those things that we really have to discover and recognize. And it's just it's just so, so important to the individual. Right. So, again, kind of just to repeat that, every cause has its effect and every effect has its cause. Um, so, our we almost have a – the problem with – I guess the, the struggle with us as individuals is there's almost a time lag in between the cause and the effect. And that's almost as humans why it's almost harder for us to have a pattern recognition about what was the effect of the cause. Um, or what was the causal factor in the effect that we're having. And that's really important kind of moving forward because we have to almost understand about this timeline that happens. And it would make it, it would be much more easy if we had a cause and the effect was immediate. Like we can see a physical cause and effect that happens immediately. Like I could take the cup that's on this table right now and I could push it off the table and we would see the effect immediately. Well, the problem is, is our mental causes and our emotional causes, the effect is not so much immediate. So 
this is why it's almost a hard thing for people to understand the subject of like karma. Because if every time you did a bad thing, say you immediately stubbed your toe or you immediately like dropped whatever you were holding every time you did something, after a while you could almost correlate it to be like, hey, every time I maybe thought a negative thought or maybe I did something negative to another individual, I stubbed my toe. You can almost start putting those two, piecing those items together and being like, oh, that was the reaction for that. Well, the problem is there's actually like a time lag in our universe that it takes some time for the effect to actually manifest. Um, and that's really, really important when we're trying to discover, you know, how is it that we manifest the life we're really trying to manifest? So really what we're kind of letting what we're really trying to study and investigate in this podcast is how do we move from the effect into the cause? And that's so, so important. How do we get into the realm of causality? Because that's actually where changes are going to happen. So one thing we do in this society is we're almost caught in the effect. And the effect is the symptom. So the effect is going to alert to you maybe what the problem is, but it's not the solution to the problem. Okay. The cause is the solution to that problem. That's the only way you're ever going to actually make changes in your manifested reality is by getting to the causal factors of what you need to fix and what you need to investigate. So the effect is just going to be the symptom. But the problem with our society is we live in that effect and there's no change that can occur in the effect. Okay. So the wave um, of potential has already collapsed. So like when we were talking about truth a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about truth of everything that's happened in the past and the moment that's happening right now. Those can't be changed. Those are the effects. But they are there because of causal factors that have happened previous to them. So for every effect, there needs to be a causal factor or a multiple of causal factors that have to be in play and be put into play to manifest that effect that happens. Okay, so this is really important because we have to understand that you really can't change the present. Like the moment that's collapsing right now is because of causal factors that have already been put into place. So like me coming here to your house and doing this podcast, where this is the wave is collapsing. We collapse this wave of potential for me to come over today to do this podcast. I'm in this room with you. We can't change me not being in this room with you. Okay. It's, it's truth. It's the effect has already manifested. We cannot change this moment. The only change moments we can change is in the future. Okay. And that gets into the idea of actually getting into causality. And so the whole study that we're going to be kind of looking at today is how do I get myself from living in the effect to shifting to more of that causal approach? And what are the benefits of getting to that causal approach? Because that's where change is really going to happen, not only with ourselves, but also in our collective consciousness and our collective society. Um, this is why this is why like the political process is never going to get the results that people think it is. The political process, by the time it's already a political problem, it's already manifested into reality. Okay. If you really want to change the political system, you have to change it from the causal factors, okay? You have to actually change the causality of a problem. So a good way to kind of look at this is we we were kind of talking about when it comes to problem solving, and that's really what Know Thyself podcast is all about. It's a lot about personal problem solving. 
you have to be able to recognize the symptoms, but get to the cause of the problem. Okay, so this is what we were talking about, talking about like a medic during a war, right? Say a medic approaches somebody who's bleeding, the dealing in the effects and kind of living in that effect that we live in today, that medic is just going to be screaming for more Band-Aids, right? Now, if the medic was understood causal factors, he would understand that there's a bullet somewhere in this individual and he needs to get that bullet out before he can cover it with a bandage. Because if he just puts Band-Aids on the problem, you're still going to bleed out. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we live in a society that is so caught up in the effect and not in the causal aspect that we are those medics on that battlefield. But the problem is, is we're just arguing about what color Band-Aid to use. One color is like, hey, use a red Band-Aid. This other one's using a blue Band-Aid. Then this other one's like, oh, use a green Band-Aid. And everybody's just yelling at each other that, no, my Band-Aid is the Band-Aid we should use. RGB. Right? Exactly. So what getting to those causal problems um, and getting to that causal reality is is so, so important. So um, what causality does for us and really what the power of causality is, is Causality gets us to the situation of asking why. Why is this certain thing happening? Why am I feeling this way? Okay. Um, one thing we see in like the um, kind of this truth community that we kind of find ourselves in is, you know, so many people love to describe the prison that we're in and they can describe to you the prison bars, they can describe to you the prison floor, and they do a great job describing what the prison actually looks like that we kind of humanity finds itself in right now, but not enough people are asking, why are we in this situation? You know, how did we get into this situation? So why is such a powerful, powerful world word? And that's why when we got down to the five W's of the first episode we did with occultism, why was the last question? Because when you have why you shift from being an effect of the problem to actually a cause of change. Once you understand why, why is so, so important. So there's when you talk about cause and effect, there's two planes. There's the plane of the effect and the plane of the cause. Okay, so on the plane of effect, there is no power to affect anything that, that lies on that plane. It's already manifested, right? All you can do at that point is recognize the symptoms. So you cannot change the past or the moment you're in. You can just change the future, So again, we kind of speak about this, about like a wave that's already collapsed. We can see the symptoms of that wave, but if you really want to change the future, you have to almost start thinking about what waves need to collapse in the future. What waves are you going to help collapse in the future rather than being upset about the wave that just collapsed? You have to understand the symptom of it and kind of recognize it. But again, you want to get to that causal factor. So as individuals, We really want to get to the idea of moving from our understanding on the plane of effect to really get into that plane of cause. Um, And the plane of causality is that mental world that we were talking from. So when we were breaking down the brain, as I think, so I feel, so I act, causality is that thought process. Okay, so everything generates and starts in thought. And that's what causality is. So again, all these lessons tie themselves together where it comes to the breakdown of the brain, the understanding of truth, the understanding of a causality or a cause and effect, everything points to the same thing. You start with that same process of as I think, so I feel, so I act. And that's really how we're going to make causal changes in our environment. 
Yes. No. And and I I really appreciate how you put that so eloquently because I know when explaining nothing happens by chance, I know that I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but understanding the symptoms, as you're saying, or the root of of what got you to that point where the waves are collapsing is crucial because I, even when you can change your future, you should understand the cause first or and, and, and basically like understand why you are in the effect. And I think some people just jump over that. They're like, oh, I'm going to try that again di- differently tomorrow. But it's like, okay, that's fine. It's a good effort to try differently for the future, but maybe you should understand a little bit further back on like what's really going on and why, you know, in the case of your analogy with the medic, why are you in this position in the first place? You know, why are bullets even entering your body? You know what I mean? That That's the best put in the rest of there. Why are we even in this war zone? That's even why a better we, question yeah. than like, why is this bullet in this person? That, and that's a, a great way to look at that, man. Because again, like we need to look at the causal factors of everything, especially in the social situation, the political situation we find ourselves in. Um, the causal factor is what's going is the key to transcending the problem, right? Every problem has its solution within its own seed, right? The solution is within the problem. You just have to get to that causal factor, like almost again, going down under the iceberg, not just dealing with the top of the iceberg, getting down to the causal factor of it, right? right? So iceberg on the surface, it might not look like a big problem, but then you really see the root of that thing and it goes all the way down to the ocean floor and it's massive and it can sink a ship, Right. So not getting to that causal factor is huge. So, um, you know, another really good example that I've heard that just kind of really paints it, the picture really well for you is um, like the understanding that say there's like cockroaches coming out from under my refrigerator. Right. And me and you are just outside of that refrigerator all day long, just like stepping on the cockroaches. So are we taking care of the symptom? Well, kind of. We're, we're dealing with the cockroaches as they kind of come out from under the refrigerator and we're stepping on them. But the problem is, is we're going to be there forever. And we might think it's the good fight. We might be like, oh, I'm so justified. I'm doing a good cause. I'm not. These cockroaches can't spread to the rest of the house mm-hmm. because we're stopping them right here. Right. right. But the problem is, is me and you are going to have to be on cockroach duty 24-7 for the rest of our lives until we actually move that refrigerator and go after the nest going to the cause of the problem. Right. Right. So it's so important for us to get down to the causality of the problem. And, you know, and that's again, like what we were talking about with um, like love and hate last week, you know, and how we broke hate down even further to its causal essence. And that was fear because to hate something, you actually have to fear it first. And we broke that down to its causal factor. In this job, we broke down everything that's good and expanding and conscious comes from love. That's its causal factor. So causal factors don't have to be a bad thing. It's just like with polarity, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You just want to get to that point of understanding that because when you get to the causal factor, you're studying the essence and you're studying almost the source of where this problem is coming from. And again, it's it's so easy for us to live in the effect, especially in like this 24-7 media that we have that they just point the camera. And the thing is, is really the power players and the people that are moving Earth in this world and are causing a lot of these problems we're seeing, they have a full understanding of this. They live in cause. They live as the cause makers. They are what they call Earth movers. 
they understand cause and effect and they are in the causality aspect. So we have to understand that there's people in our society, good and bad, who understand how this process works. But those are the real movers, whether it's for progress or it's for slavery. They understand causality. And that's really where you're going to make huge strides. And again, we, we're really focused on the personal and the independent person with this podcast. Um, but like we spoke about, if we could get to the causality and if we can start changing the individual on the impersonal Right. First, that causality is going to manifest a much more peaceful, coexistent, sovereign world, which we are all trying to, or which we're all trying to get to at this point. And that's why I, what I want to get back to with chance, and I'll and I'll, I'll fit it in there when I brought it up earlier, is what I was really trying to convey is in regards to when I hear people say, "Put your best intention into this." I don't know if people really understand what they mean by putting their best intention into it. If you really do understand that you're doing something out of an altruistic uh, reason, the action for there being a reaction, the reaction shouldn't harm you in any way. And that's what I think you were sort of leaning towards in the over idea of karma that I think people miss. It's like, mm-hmm. if you're really being true to what the action was, then you shouldn't not be afraid of what the the, the um, effect is going to be afterwards, you know, and I think people don't realize that because they're, they're sometimes lying to themselves, unfortunately, or they use things like, and here's where I fit it in, um, learning about chance, because I think some people will use chance or a coincidence as a cop out to going deeper down into that iceberg you described. The iceberg mm-hmm. has a trace. It's a lot of work to go down that deep, but people don't want to go that far. So in between one distance to another, in this case, the depths of that iceberg and then the surface, you can sum that distance by saying, what a coincidence. And it's like, "Mm, there was definitely something more going on there. Maybe we should go all the way back to why the symptoms even arise. But people don't want, it's a lot of work to go back that far. And, And for those listening right now with me bringing up chances, just that when I was learning about these uh, principles. I was asking Daniel, you know, they do bring up in these principles of cause and effect, you know, how everything happen, happens according to law. And chance really is law, but we're just, again, substituting that word incorrectly or we're using that word incorrectly. So I wanted to sort of ask you, you know, when they say law, you're describing, they're describing natural law, right? Yeah, no, that's a good point, man. And you know what? One thing I, before we kind of get to this natural law thing, because I want to kind of touch on another point that you made that I really liked. Um, it's almost like a cop out when you say, oh, this was just by chance or this was just by coincidence. And you said, and you made a really good point because you're like, because to dig deeper, that's that's a lot of work. Um, you nailed it, man, because self-knowledge and self-understanding is a lot of work. It's the great work. It's the alchemical great work. Like it's not an easy process. So going into your inner self and finding your inner demons and transforming those into angels, like this is a lot of work, but you know, coming up to your, um, almost like your dark side and facing it, you know, your shadow self and really using that energy from that shadow self to recreate yourself into the individual you want to become and you know you can be become. So you you nailed it right there when it's work. And really the, the idea of chance and the idea of, oh, that's just a coincidence, it's, almost, it's just like a cop-out from not going any deeper, right? Right. 
Um, because you're right. What that is, is, is chance is but a name for the law not recognized. And then you're right. That's what we're talking about with natural law. So chance really falls under these natural laws we're talking about. And those natural laws are these, these seven hermetic principles that we've been going over. And again, just to kind of reiterate it for our listeners is these are the confines Natural law, these seven laws we're talking about, are the confines that free will works within. Okay, so we have free will, and then we also have natural law. And it's that balancing between our free will within the confines of this natural law. And there is no way, if your free will does not align with natural law, that's when you're going to feel pain. When your free will does align with natural law, that's when you're going to feel pleasure and progress. So... Again, when we're talking about natural law, it's really these the boundaries within that free will operates within. So it's really important. We have free will, but it's in the confines of these natural laws. And that's why we're learning these laws so we can make better free will decisions moving forward. And half of that free will decision is making that free will decision to do the work for self-knowledge so you can transcend and not have that... Again, I, I don't want to use the word cop-out, but that's really what it is because you're just not going any further down the well, line. Well, yeah, you're stepping outside of those confines you're describing within natural law. Yeah. You're you're actually thinking, well, I'll understand how my free will operates within natural law, but sometimes when I feel like it, I'm going to step out of this entire system of or this, this uh, paradigm we're talking about. Or I don't even know if I call it a paradigm, but natural law. I'm going to step out of it and justify whatever has happened to me by saying what a coincidence or what a you know chance that that was right right and you know a good kind of a good little motto right there that's an old alchemical alchemical motto is principles never waver there's no time that these laws are not in action it's the same thing with gravity on earth there is at no point in earth unless you're in like a vacuum or a manufactured place that can become zero gravity there's no place that's operational in nature on earth that gravity does not exist and these natural laws are the same kind of thing so there's never a time that these natural laws are not at play so it's just starting to recognize the different essences and manifestations of these natural laws like what we perceive as chance or coincidence right when we really start looking at causal factors we know that there's actually a causal factor to what we just just recognize as chance and when we really start looking at causal factors we can see synchronicities rather than coincidences. Yep. Yep. No, well said. Well said. And I think that's something that people should focus on. You know, I understand that to explain certain phenomena that we cannot see with, you know, the five senses, it's easy to use a word like coincidence or chance, but it's also just as important that when you do recognize that, then if you do see the synchronicity, it's, it's very evident, you know, you'll basically you'll see for yourself. You're like, oh, I put in the work with the intention and here is the result. And you'll see someone walk around very, what we would call confidently, or I mean, they could, anyone could be ignorantly or ignorant and confident, but there are people who walk when they walk in truth with this confidence that people want to basically be like, which is where you get your motivational speakers who are just trying to tell you like, here's a synchronicity. I picked it up. You can too. But they can only get you that far. And some people go, well, sometimes I'll pick up on that and sometimes I won't. Once you do that, you're again falling out of natural law. 
Right. Right. So you pick and choose when you want to actually, yeah, you know, see the things that, yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? And Anyways. Yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it, man, because this, this is a classroom, um, that you're, you're always going to be tested with, you know, like it's a good question when someone is just like, um, you know, is this going to be on the test? It's like, uh, absolutely. And the test starts now and it doesn't end and you're always being tested. You know, that was like one of my favorite questions was like for my students was to be like, is this going to be on the test? And you're like, uh, absolutely. The test, uh, started the moment you took your first breath and it's going to end, you know, this is the real test. Um, so yeah, we bring up a good point, you know, again, and that kind of comes back to one of our last pad podcasts and really cause and effect works really well with this, but this is why pattern recognition is so important because you need to start recognizing the causal factors of, again, your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. Because again, that's where it's going to start from is your thought energy. So if you can start changing your thoughts and making sure your thoughts are coming from the higher aspect of that love principle that we've been speaking about, you'll start to see the manifestation actually occur into the realm, into those five sense reality that we're in, that you actually start seeing manifest into the physical world that the waves you want to see collapse, right? Exactly. And that's self-understanding, that's self-knowledge, that's the expansion of consciousness. And again, with this, we're not saying that your life's going to get any easier. Anything when you actually open yourself up to pattern recognition, you open yourself up to really kind of taking in more of reality, it's a, it's a painful, painful process. Like no, none of this is. is ever going to get easy, you know? Um, especially because once you transcend a problem, your next problem is presented to you, right? Like, okay, you conquered that. Or here's a new problem that you need to face to become your best self, right? And that problem you just passed to get to this new problem, you're going to be tested on this again, maybe in six months, maybe in two years, but believe that this problem is going to present itself again, um, because that's how the universe works. It's nature is our classroom. Nature is the greatest teacher. And again, it comes down with that pain and pleasure aspect, but through cause and effect, if we can get into that causality, and again, it's, it's not an easy process to do. It takes a lot of self-study and awareness, but you want to get into that causal factor. You want to be on the plane of causality and you want to live there because that's where those earth movers, like we were saying, operate from. And that's really where we can make these changes that we want to do um, and not living in the effect and recognizing not to live in the effect. And then when media tries to push whatever effect is happening, uncover what they're trying to present to you and find those causal factors, right? Yeah. You know, there's a terrorist attack. Well, what's the causal factor? Who actually funded this terrorist organization, right? Where did they come from? How did this terrorist organization actually start, right? Causal factors will get you to what you need to know. Um, when we look at all the wars that started, well, what was the causal factor of this? How did the, this person rise to power or how did they operate here or what pulled us into this war what was the event and then right. you start breaking that stuff down and that's where truth because you can't hide the truth the truth will make itself known it just depends depends if you want to actually recognize it and uncover it right they'll put as much mud on top of the truth as they can but the truth is a structure that can never be really moved so you just might have to uncover a little bit of dirt but you'll start seeing pieces and pieces of it and again the more you uncover the more bigger picture you're going to get. And the less, if, if I can say, because what you just said, I really, I really like for, you know, the sake of what we do here in our podcast and to help you learn more about yourself is how to end suffering. And I know that what I'm about to say is influenced by Eckhart Tolle, but he does talk about those who live in the past 
And those who live in the future will always suffer because they're not living in the present. But there's also the idea that when you said it yourself is that if you can recognize what is in the present as either a wit, like a thought you can witness, if you can witness your thoughts, you are not your thoughts, as Eckhart Tolle will say, but if you can witness them and where they're coming from, you'll find that you can actually take control of the future. You can't change the past, as you were saying, but you can learn from the past and apply it to the future. But the problem is where they get you is they get you in the middle because they sell you the thought. Mm-hmm. And that's where I see a lot of suffering with a lot of people. It's not that so much that they're just suffering because they're living in the past and the foreseeable future is also kind of a nightmare. It's that in the present, some people are being sold the thoughts that they're living by. They're being told, this is what you should be thinking. This is what you should be scared about. When in reality, you have the ability to think and then take a step back and then see how it will be applicable to the future. But Mm -hmm. if you just buy someone else's, if someone tells you run around this boat that's sinking and scream, because that's the only thing you should be doing right now, because death is inevitable, well, you're letting someone else tell you how your life will be ending, Mm -hmm. when in reality, you can stop, not really just buy into that and let your thought be something more that in the future could be your, your saving the step that needs to be made to save your life, as I right. should say. And, yeah. and so it's, it's, it's very crucial, you know, because again, you meet people who are suffering because of their past, because of the uncertainty of the future, but also be aware of those thoughts, you know, yeah, again, Eckhart Tolle, not me, but you know, great author um, will explain, you know, you're not your thoughts, but be aware of them, witness them and, and realize that like in this present, when you are in nature or when you are, you know, one with truth, you will feel, a lot better because it's something that you can do on your own that someone isn't doing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, sorry, I just, I thought what you said was, was very, very true. Yeah, no, no. I think, I mean, you bring up a great point about, you know, sovereignty and that's really what this is all about too. You know, being your own individual as you think, you know, as you think, so you feel, so you act. And again, that kind of comes down to last week when we were talking about polarization, but being on guard against manipulation. And how does manipulation work? Well, they get you living in the effect. They they decide the cause, and then they get you upset about the effect, and then you're scrambling to try to understand the, the effect, and they get you to live in that effect. And then what are they doing while you're worried about the effect? They're in the back creating more causes, and they're watching how you react to that effect. And that's how they're judging how what cause they're going to put into motion. So then the next effect happens. I go, that scared him? Well, let's get this cause going in because this is really going to scare them. And when you're living in the effect, you can't do anything productive, right? Uh, it's again, Mark Passio put it perfectly. That's like rearranging the chairs on the Titanic. Like you're like, oh, the boat's sinking. Let's maybe move these chairs over here and these chairs over here. It doesn't matter. That boat's sinking right? That's what living in the effect is like. You're just moving the chairs around on the Titanic and that's going to be problems. So again, getting to that causal factor, you know, who, why would they be trying, like, again, why, why would somebody try to get me into the state of fear? Why is this happening? Why are they pointing the camera on this problem? Why was it they were pointing the camera at a different problem last week? Why are they going to point the camera at a different problem next week? Right? Getting to that causal factor. Why are they doing this? Why are they keeping me in this stage? It's what's going to get us to transcend these problems. Because again, we need to disconnect from this mass media that we're seeing. 
um, because it is, it's just a fear producing system. And that goes globally um, because again, these, these corporations are global corporations and we're starting to see the effects of them. And we can see, again, we have listeners all over the world and I know they can see these effects too in their communities, the power that this media has of making the cause they are the cause movers and we are living in the effects. And if we want to make any changes in this world, it's going to be us moving into that causality point. Um, you know, there's a, a great scene with bringing up movies. Um, research was done into the second Matrix movie. And that was really important because the second Matrix movie, again, it wasn't as popular as the first Matrix. And the first Matrix was really like, what is the Matrix? The second Matrix was... Why are we in the Matrix? And the third Matrix movie was actually based, how do we get out of the Matrix? And that second movie was all about why. And there's a really famous scene um, where the Merovingians, who's this wealthy family, which is actually a wealthy family in like a dark occult circles, um, he's talking to Morpheus, Neo, and Trinity. And this he's exactly saying what we're talking about right here. Morpheus is looking for the key maker and the Merovingians like, you don't know why you were looking for the key maker. So you have no power in this situation. Like if you come to me with why I can start listening to you, but that you don't know why I'm not really even going to deal in this situation. And that's really important because he's, he's putting out a good lesson there. And that's something you want to know about Hollywood. A lot of times Hollywood's going to speak through the villain and they're going to speak through the hero. You need to kind of figure out the exact message that they're trying to give you and kind of piece it together. Now, again, what they'll do too is through the villain is they'll tell you some truth, some esoteric truth, and then they'll give you um, almost some esoteric garbage as well. And they'll kind of give it to you at the same time. Like the Merovingian says that there's no such thing as free will. And Morpheus is like, no, there is. Everything begins with choice. And Morpheus is actually correct in this situation. Everything does begin with choice. So, when we're listening and watching movies, you need to watch both sides because sometimes the villain is speaking just as much truth as the hero. And you really have to decipher what is actually true. But Hollywood is, it's not called Hollywood for a reason, right? I think we already covered this, but this this whole industry is based on esoteric and occult principles. You know, again, that holly tree is what the Hollywood from that holly tree is what the Druids made their magic wands with. And that's all media and Hollywood is. It's just like a big magic wand for good and bad reasons. So again, I would bring up that example, but it's just so important. Like why, 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 why asking that problem? What is the causal factor to this problem? Um, it will transcend so many things and we can get through so many things. And when we were talking about polarity last week and we were talking about what we actually argue about in our societies, Right, what does media actually get us fired up about? Um, you know, media gets us fired up about race relations. Media in our country gets us fired up by abortions. All of these problems, if we could get down to the causal problem of it, we can understand is actually not that big of a conflict. Like we can transcend this problem by not even having this argument if we can get to the causal factor. But the problem is, is we live in the effect of what the media gets us hyped up about. And that's why they are in such control of us. Because one, we're unpolarized. And one, we don't understand cause and effect. And again, these are just the seven hermetic principles. And they know we don't know these. And that's why they're able to use them on us to manipulate us. And that's why at this point, like Big Brother asked them to jump and everybody's like, how high? You know, because we don't understand these causal factors. And really, 
Big Brother should be terrified of us because we actually have the power. And we talked about that with the whole, you know, we are the one, we are the unity. And we need to start understanding those things. And the only way we're going to make any move in this is by the understanding polarization, understanding cause and effect, understanding the law of vibration, understanding the law of mentalism, really understanding these esoteric principles. And then we can have the changes we want to see, not only in our own lives, but again, in our shared society. Because one thing that we kind of want to address is not only do we personally have cause and effect that happens on the micro, which is like our own self, um, the small human consciousness as a whole and the macro is response to cause and effect. So when we as a whole make decisions that, that are not in line with natural law, as a whole, we're going to feel the karmic consequences of that. So if stuff is happening that is against natural law, and it's almost evil, we will see negative consequences happen from that because we are one organism. It's just like how we talked about with as as above and so below. So not only do we personally have cause and effect, but the aggregate, the whole collection of humans, when we make decisions, we will feel the effects of that. So if there's a country bombing another country and bombing children, we are all going to feel the karmic effects of that because we're all connected. Okay. And so it's really important that we understand that. And that's why it's so important when people are like, oh, like, I don't want to pay attention to that. Or I don't even want to think about what's happening. I don't want to think about the child slavery. I don't want to think about the sex trafficking. It doesn't matter. You're still, it's still affecting human consciousness. You are feeling the negative karmic effects of that decision and your inactivity to do anything about it is having karmic effects as well. And that's one of the things that is um, people don't understand about karma. People are like, oh, karma is for the stuff I did. And it's like, yeah, karma is not this. It's only about the stuff you did, but also about the stuff you did not do. If you did not stand up for human rights, you did not stand up for human sovereignty, you're going to feel consequences about that. So karma affects you from your action and also your inaction. And that's what I think people don't understand. You know, people will talk to you about karma, but they don't understand that your inaction has just as much effects as your action does. And that's really important as we kind of see the situation that we find ourselves in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, No, and and I really do appreciate you kind of explaining that again, when I was learning about cause and effect for those who are listening, you know, Daniel and I will take our own uh, conversations about these principles and sort of try to make them as fluid or as understanding as possible for, for you, our listeners. But, but really, I mean, we're just two people trying to live and coexist along with you. I mean, those who are right now on this planet with us. And so, um, you know, when we go back and forth like this, um, I really hope it makes sense for you, the listener, because again, this whole idea is to just better our, our outcomes and, carry ourselves within truth, you know, really understand these principles, which is what we're trying to do now, and then move on to um, how we've applied them or how we could better apply them. Um, but yeah, I always appreciate you sort of breaking the, oh, yeah. the principles down. No, my man, it's it's always so fun having these conversations, uh, you know, especially when we can kind of tie in um, like applicable things, you know, and the cause and effect is such a such an easy one because like you can see cause and effect on the physical very easily. Um, 
but we really want to start making understanding those patterns, like we said, through the mental, through the emotional, and through the action. And so, like again, how do we recognize those patterns? It just comes down to raising our consciousness, expanding our consciousness, and really being aware of that. And again, this classroom, the test is always on. We're always being tested, and we always need to be aware of those tests. And we have to realize that these natural laws never turn off, right? This law of karma is like, I can't do 99% good things and then do 1% bad and then be upset when something happens back to me way down the road. But again, karma and cause and effect, it works like a big setup of dominoes. So your actions, your thoughts, your emotions, your actions knock down dominoes. And it's this long, long process until it gets back and gets back to you. So we don't see it at the, uh, it's got that time lag. So we really don't see it as, um, as immediate as we would like. If we could see all this stuff immediately, it would make natural law so much easier for us to understand. But again, we have this five sense reality that we live in. The universe takes time to process karma and we go through this whole process. So it's not like this immediate or one for one thing. Like I did one bad thing. So one bad thing has to happen to me. It's more of an accumulation and it's just a, it's just a very interesting thing. But I also don't want to forget about like Dharma, which is the idea of the good things you do. And that's how the good comes back to you. So again, through cause and effect, we really want to channel that cause and effect. We have decisions, our thoughts, we want to come from the highest level of love, our emotions from the highest level of love, and our actions from the highest level of love. And then like everything else, everything else will kind of pan itself out. But again, we have to protect not only ourselves, but the human rights of every human and living thing in this organism. And that's kind of what we're all about. That's our mission. That's our mission. Yeah. Well, again, um, we want to thank you, the listeners, for keeping us going, you know, and I'm going to say this a hundred times and I'll say it over and over, you know, without, you know, you guys and without an interest in this, in this topic, we wouldn't feel compelled to continuously, actually, that's not true. I think we'd still feel compelled to share this knowledge, even if it was to just five people. But I just want to thank everyone across the board. If you're a new listener or if you've been listening since the beginning, you know, these principles will be um, talked about over and over, but it is, is our job, and especially Daniel, who does it very eloquently, to explain what the cause and effect and, and really is right now with us as Know Thyself Podcast. Right, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if there's anything else you want to add, that's all I really have to say is, is a big thanks again. Yeah, no, again, um, you know, one thing I wanted to kind of address this week was um, we really, last week we kind of looked at the sound and we were, um, again, we're really just learning about this whole recording process and technology is not my strong suit, at least. Um, so we just want to thank everybody for being patient with us. Um, but we do realize that, you know, we, you deserve the best because we're so thankful for you guys to be here. Um, so we're really going to um really work on getting the sound quality exactly where we wanted. And, you know, we, we owe it to you and we also owe it to everybody in the past, because again, this, this information would have got you burnt at the stake like 400 years ago, you know? So we owe it to everybody who's made sacrifices in the past to get this information out. And we're going to really work on it. I'm going to get better at talking into a microphone um, because I'm bad at it right now. And I can know that, Um, but we're going to work on it. And again, we're just so thankful for you around and uh yeah all the love all the love so until next time until next time